Hi, hey, Paula, and welcome to the Birthing Goddess podcast. So excited to have you back on, actually. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Yay. This is actually your second time that you've come on. Um, I think you shared your first birth story with Lotus, and that was like almost two years ago. I went back and I looked. It was June 2020. So, um, yeah, really cool to have you come back on and share uh, your second birth story, which is, yeah, going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited too. I don't even, I don't think I was pregnant then when I did the podcast with you. No, you but were. It must have been soon, must have been, yeah, soon afterwards that we got pregnant with our second. I know. That's cool. I can't wait to hear all about it because I actually haven't heard this birth story yet. So, um, yeah, really cool. But before we get started, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So who's in your family, uh, where you live and yeah, what you do? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm Paula and we are based on the Gold Coast in Australia. Um, I have my partner, Danny, and we've been together for just over four years. And we've got two dogs. We've got an American Staffy and a Frenchie. And then we have two children. So our oldest, Lotus, she's just over three. She turned three in October. And then our youngest is just over one and a half. So he'll be two in April. And I'm a PT at the moment. I'm working at F45. Um, and yeah, it's about us. Yay, amazing. And was this a planned pregnancy with Foxton? No, both of our pregnancies were a complete surprise. Mm. Um, yeah, we weren't, we always knew we wanted to have two kids. So when we got pregnant the second time, we were excited after the shock, but we also knew we're just going to do it. Um, yeah. I got pregnant when Lotus was nine months old. So we, Obviously, they were going to be pretty close together, wow. but we, yeah, we were glad and I'm glad now that they are close together because they, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Age gap's good. Is it nine months? Uh, what's the difference? Is it 18 months, sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lotus okay. was 18 months when he was born. Oh, I take my hat off to you. <laughs> <laughs> we Amazing. <laughs> how did you actually find out you were pregnant um I did skip my period mm -hmm. and it was um it was actually due that day and I just had this funny feeling that I might be pregnant and I had some tests left over from last time so I just right. did one of those and it came up straight away that I was pregnant so I was pretty early to find out yeah um but yeah, then it made it feel like a really long pregnancy when you find out <laughs> so early after like five weeks. <laughs> wow, amazing. That's so cool. And um, what did Danny say when you told him or did you find out together? No, I found out first because when I took the test, I was kind of 50-50 whether I would be pregnant or not. And then I waited till he got home and it actually was his birthday. So I wrapped it up in a box and um gave it to him for a birthday present and he was just <laughs> yeah he was in shock I'm just not I'm not gonna lie he was pretty uh he was like are you serious I'm like 
Yeah, I'm serious. This is not something wow. I would joke about. <laughs> Especially on your birthday, you would not do that. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, to begin with, he was like, oh, crap. But then straight away, he's like, it's all right. We'll make it work. It's fine. That's awesome. And when you found out, did you know, like, who you wanted to go with as your care provider and what kind of birth you wanted? Yeah, so I always knew that I wanted to have a natural birth again. Um, there was just something that never crossed my mind that I would have drugs if, like, obviously if I really needed them or something was wrong with the baby, then yes. Okay. But I knew that I had done it once. So I was actually really excited to birth. The pregnancy part, I was like, oh, it's nine months. Can't I just give birth now? <laughs> like the high from the first birth was still so fresh it would have been so, so fresh like yeah so fresh yeah I was actually like really excited to give birth but not so excited to have a newborn if that makes sense because I just felt like I still had just got out of that newborn mm-hmm. stage um so I knew I wanted to have a natural birth and I really wanted to have a home birth Mm-hmm. Um, which meant we at the time we lived in New South Wales and we ended up going with a really small hospital because they were going to offer us the ability to have a home birth they were going through some changes at the hospital that they thought would go through by the time we would have Foxton and so that I would be able to have a home birth so that's the reason that we chose them to begin with Mm -hmm. and they were amazing like the they were very it was just quite old school hospital and super chilled and um set out in the country so Mm -hmm. I didn't mind going there it felt really nice so that was yeah the reason that we chose them to begin with okay and then so throughout your pregnancy when did you um yeah, change care providers. So I went in at 36 weeks and the midwife that I had then told me, uh, I don't think it's going to be signed off. So you're going to have to come in and, well, she didn't say you're going to have to come in. She just said, I'm not going to be able to come to your house and provide you with a home birth. <clears throat> and uh, part of me kind of knew it was coming because every time I went in I said like is it happening oh yeah it's just waiting to be signed off and then just you know things were just ticking along but not fast enough Mm -hmm. so when she told me I was just like oh okay yeah and then she looked at me and said you're not going to come in are you and I was like um I can't guarantee I'm going to make it to the hospital in time was the way I worded it (laughs) yeah wow amazing (laughs) I'm not gonna tell you no I'm not coming in I'm just gonna say I don't know if I can make it (laughs) so I went home and I told Jenny and we were both so set on having another home birth that we just made it happen um I rang around a couple of midwives Tracy Foster who I, I had used her for postpartum with Lotus I rang her to find out her costs and just if she was available because obviously I was due in four weeks mm-hmm. so most midwives already booked out so I rang her and we had a really good chat and um, she said if you want to take the offer then 
I will take you on. You had a quick birth for your first. I know you'll be quick this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel sorry for you. You've been led into this illusion that you're going to have a home birth and then now they're telling you that you can't. So um, I then rang my mom and talked to her and she was there for the first birth. And because of COVID, she couldn't come back for the second birth. And she wanted me to be supported in the best way possible. And so she said to me, I'll pay for the midwife for you. I just want, I've met, she met Tracy multiple times and she just wanted me to be felt like held and supported so I felt grateful that she would do that for us and so I rang Tracy back and we booked her so yeah it kind of changed last minute like 36 weeks yeah because I was I I think we were in touch with each other and then all of a sudden yeah you were like I'm gonna totally change my birth plan (laughs) (laughs) I think at the time I didn't quite understand yeah what was happening so for everyone listening you are you were in New South Wales and for women there usually it's free to have a home birth is that right because it's different in Queensland so it's weird how like you just cross the border and then they don't offer the same services <laughs> like in Queensland. Yeah, it's so bizarre because we lived really close to the border we were probably a 30 minute drive to the Queensland border but only some hospitals offer the home birthing program Mm -hmm. so the Mwollombar hospital they were just in that stage where they were trying to bring this into part of their um, services okay which is amazing like I don't even know if they're doing it now yet but Mm. uh, hopefully for other women they are so yeah that's why we chose them Um, otherwise if you are in Queensland and you're looking at a home birth then you're going to have to hire a private midwife which you're looking around that five grand mark at least so that yeah (laughs) at least um yeah so that you can birth at home it's not covered at all by um the hospitals or anyone it's so So, yeah strange isn't it like so bizarre different states and then like we're both from New Zealand so we're Kiwi girls and in New Zealand I've got the same system as New South Wales where it's free like you don't pay to birth at home like it just blows my mind (laughs) yeah (laughs) what the hell (laughs) yeah yeah it just should be something I feel too that it should just be offered as soon as you go in you know what's your birth plan would you like they don't even have to say, would you like to birth at home? But if it's something that you want to do, then it should be on the cards that they can come to you. If if you tick all the boxes, then why not? You're actually saving them money in the hospital. Yeah. Because you're not going in. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. So how were you feeling at this point at 36 weeks? So like everything's totally changed, your whole birth plan, basically. And you now have got this beautiful midwife um Tracy who is very sought after here on the Gold Coast (laughs) um yeah how were you feeling at that point were you quite excited or yeah I think I was really relieved actually because um with the appointments through the hospital because every time I went in they couldn't give me that set kind of yes it's happening we will come to you Mm. I was still hit and miss whether we would have to go in or we whether we were just free birth at home Mm -hmm. so having that reassurance that we'd booked Tracy 
but definitely staying at home that's really when I started just getting everything at home ready for the birth so mm-hmm. I felt it was more relieving than anything there was like that those two days we were just organizing everything and then once when you had booked her I was like okay cool I'm ready now I can get my affirmation cards out I can nice. get everything ready yeah this is where I'm going to be I, I know I'm not leaving the house now <laughs> amazing and what did you do throughout your pregnancy to kind of prep for um well the birth that you thought you were going to have and that you wanted how what in what ways did you prep for it um I did a few massages um like pregnancy massages um in the early stages we were told in the first scan that I had a um hematoma and so they said it'll either go three ways it'll get bigger and you'll miscarriage it'll stay the same and you'll be high risk or Mm. it will disappear and the pregnancy will go on as normal so the most like the thing that I was most worried about was Mm. if it stayed the same and I was high risk then they wouldn't allow me to home birth Mm -hmm. so I did a lot of meditation around that to get rid of the hematoma I said to Danny I'm just going to get rid of it (laughs) I don't we don't need this get rid of it and then by the next scan we went in he's like oh it's half the size and I was like, oh, cool. And then by the next scan, oh, there's nothing even there. I was like, perfect. Wow. It's gone. We don't have to worry about that. So that was like the early, for like first 12 weeks, there was a lot of meditation around mm-hmm. my health yeah. and just getting rid of that, getting rid of the stress of not being able to birth in the hospital. And then once I had that scan to say that was all gone, then mm-hmm. we I just changed my meditations to preparing for the birth mm-hmm. and then that was just every day I just did mm-hmm. a meditation to really get my mindset ready for that amazing because you did hypnobirthing for your first birth um did you use any of those kind of tools that you learned you know in that course throughout this pregnancy as well yeah um I didn't reread the book but I felt like I was pretty prepared I think you that. just had just birthed <laughs> probably that's, what it felt, that's what it felt like I was like do I have to um, do an ill massage because I, I feel know. like I'm still I know. <laughs> 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 yeah do you do perennial massage or no I did with oh, okay. um with my pregnancy with Lotus I did yeah. Oh, what what about this one with Foxton's pregnancy? Nah. Okay. Nah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Danny and I were closer in the second pregnancy preparing for the birth because yes. we'd had such a great birth the first time as a couple and he knew then like what his role was. Mm. And so like that last trimester, there was a lot more um like talk about the birth and yep. like excitement about the birth and like what he was going to do and what I was going to do and what I felt like I wanted. And mm-hmm. so I think that was a big shift from the first birth to the second. Yep. Um, and it's something that they teach in hypnobirthing, but it's probably not something we did enough for our first birth. Okay. Luckily he just came to the party. <laughs> 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 
Good one, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, have you read that book yet? No, yeah. I read the book. I was like, oh, well, you better know what you're doing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. And um, did you know that you wanted like Lotus at the birth? Like, was that something that you wanted for this one? I I knew I wanted Lotus around, but there was a part of me that didn't want her in the room. And it wasn't the fact that I didn't want her to see what was going on. It was more the fact that I just wanted to be able to stay in the zone and not have to be a mother to her, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the way we got around that is Danny's mum came to the house. As soon as I went into labor, we had that organized and that she was going to look after Lotus in the lounge and in her in Lotus's room. Nice. And then as soon as Foxton was born, then to bring her in so that she could meet him straight away and see that, like, not see the birth, but see that, you know, this is what's just happened. Um, but that was more my choice. I just felt like I needed her out of the room to be able to stay in that zone. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. And I think that um, you stay quite active also throughout your pregnancy. Is that correct? Like you still trained and yeah. ate really well. I Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I, um, I took a probably four weeks off when I first got pregnant with the hematoma. Okay. Three or yeah, maybe four or five weeks just because they suggested no heavy lifting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I took that off. And then when I got all the, the all clear with that, then I went back to doing CrossFit, which is what I do generally. So my body's used to it. I wasn't afraid of, of staying in that kind of environment. And so I was doing that four or five times a week, right up to probably 34, 35 weeks pregnant. Wow. Yeah. And then I just um started to get quite sore more in my ligaments and like lower belly. Mm-hmm. And so I eased off with that, but just did heaps of walking still. I was still um, full-time mum, like with Lotus, having Lotus home. Mm-hmm. And so we were always out doing stuff with her. So yeah, I was active in that way rather than exercise right till the end. Exactly. Um, and then nutrition wise, um at the start of the pregnancy oh I just felt like quite nauseous so I just ate what I could but then after that went away probably about the same thing about that 12 week mark then I was just really cautious about making sure that my nutrition was right that I was fueling my body to feel good and fueling my body to grow the best little human that I could um and we just all eat the same food so I'll just I would just cook the same for our daughter as well so that's just something that's implemented in our life anyway that's not really changed just because I was pregnant yeah of course and did you apart from what happened in your first trimester did you have any fears throughout your pregnancy like maybe your mum not coming you know for the birth or that having that support because I know she played a huge part in your postpartum um, for your first pregnancy birth um so yeah did you have any fears during that time Um, I think 
my only fear around the birth was when they were so up in the air whether I could birth at home or if I had to go to hospital mm-hmm. um like I didn't I was fearful around making that call whether I free birth or not mm-hmm. even though we we free pretty much free birth our first birth <laughs> it was like if it can be that easy like can it be that easy again that was like what I thought I was like how could it be so easy again um so that was the fear around the birth so I think like I said earlier as soon as we booked Tracy and we were like okay 100% staying home that fear was gone mm-hmm. postpartum oh I just was winging it I was mm-hmm. like I've got no no help this time with the toddler as well yeah. <laughs> we just have to see what works and what doesn't work Okay. I was I, I got out a lot earlier the second time mm-hmm. um more the fact to wear her out and yeah. to get her out of the house yeah thank god Foxton was such a cruisy baby mm-hmm. so that made it really easy um and a lot better for my mental health too actually just mm-hmm. going and being surrounded by my friends and going to places that were comfortable for me to go to just for an hour or so Mm-hmm. just made a big difference in the postpartum journey for me yeah. um but yeah that was probably the two fears that I had one okay. pregnancy one postpartum yeah yeah cool and can you tell us when your labor actually started how many weeks for you yeah so I was 30 no I was 41 weeks exactly mm. um and I was a lot bigger the second time round. So I was at the point where I was pretty uncomfortable and the ligament pain was uncomfortable to sleep as well. Like get to the end of the day and it was just quite sharp pains Mm -hmm. all in my lower belly. And I actually thought it was labor. Like every night I was like, oh, I'm going to have the baby tonight. Mm -hmm. Even though in my first pregnancy, all of the pain was in my back. I was like, oh, maybe this one's different. And then I'd get my hopes up and be like, oh, the baby's going to come tonight. And then I'd go to sleep and then wake up during the night. No, no baby. <laughs> Another day. So by the time I was 41 weeks, I it was a Sunday, uh, oh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I said to Danny, let's book acupuncture for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I want to try something to get the the labor started mm-hmm. so we booked it the Saturday afternoon to go the Sunday and I woke up that morning um and we went and did something in the morning and I can't remember what it was and then we came home and we all had a sleep and then we got up and I said to Danny you better drive me there just in case they do acupuncture on me and I just go straight into labor or my water sprayed from the table or something. And as we were getting ready to leave, I started to feel a little bit of pressure in my lower back. Okay. And I was like, well, not sure what this is, but it's nothing super uncomfortable. So let's still go. Got in the car and the drive there was probably about half an hour. And by the time we got there, I was like, Danny, you're going to have to turn around. I'm in labor. I can't. If we don't go home now, I'll probably have the baby at the acupuncture place. 
So we drove to Tweed City and then we drove home. And on the way home, we rang Danny's mum, come to the house, think we're in labour. And then we got home. As soon as I got home, I went to the bathroom to go for a wee. And as I sat down, my waters broke. So then I was like, okay, yep, it's definitely, we're definitely in labour. Um, and then that's when we rang the midwife to say, my waters are broken. Um, what so, time is this? Um, <laughs> oh, what time is he born? This was about 2 p.m. Okay. Yeah, in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, with my waters, there was a little bit of meconium in, mm-hmm. the, in my waters. So when I rang her, I said, there's meconium in my waters because I can see it in the bottom of the toilet. Yeah. And she was pretty relaxed about it. She just said, either leave it there so I can see when I get there or send me a picture so I can see and if you want me to let you know what I'm feeling about it. Mm -hmm. So that was reassuring. So I sent her a picture and she said, yeah, no, it looks fine. Um, I'll be there soon. She lived an hour away, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was another thing that she said as soon as something happens you need to ring me because um I feel like your birth will be quick and I want to make sure that I'm there (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was the start that was the start of the labor is first it was a the pressure in my back and then when we got home I went to the toilet and my waters broke my waters broke with my first pregnancy too that was the first start of anything oh. so yeah with both of them I got to experience that which was pretty cool and then did your mother-in-law come not long after to look after Lotus yeah so she came yeah. not long after that and um, that was amazing she just kind of took over that role and then um Danny was busy oh I've got to feed the dogs and I've got to walk the dogs so he was like doing all this stuff and I'm just laboring away in the kitchen like it's okay just sort your life out I'll, <laughs> I'll just labor here and it was the same as my first pregnancy it was all in my lower back I never experienced anything in my front but mm. to be honest I liked it like that because I having the shower and then that pressure mm. like on my hands and knees with Danny and the pressure and the cold flannels like that was all really nice for me for my lower back mm-hmm. so that was good then he got all organized and by that time my contractions were for they were pretty close together they were like three every 10 minutes yeah and so then I went into the shower and that's kind of where it all as soon as I yeah got into the shower it got more intense so that was probably by then it was probably three o'clock so an hour had gone by nice yeah and then um by then had Tracy arrived or yeah so we also had booked um a videographer and a photographer yeah so the first person to arrive was Beck and she was our videographer and it was so beautiful it was just her in the corner of our ensuite and then Danny and I in the shower and I was like oh this is so magic (laughs) (laughs) oh it was so beautiful and then 
um I can't remember who turned up next you know like you're just so in the zone you're like yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so it was either Tracy or um our other the photographer who turned up either one I can't remember and Tracy just checked the baby's heart rate and Mm -hmm. to make sure everything was fine I didn't want um like a vaginal exam that was in my birth plan so that was fine that was not even something on the cards so she just checked his heart rate everything was fine so she was like that's cool just keep doing what you're doing like everything looks great Mm -hmm. and she went back into our room and started setting everything up and then so yeah it was just I was in the shower for a little bit and then I felt like I needed to get out I just felt like I really needed to be grounded I just Mm. felt like I couldn't stand anymore Mm -hmm. um so I hopped out onto the ensuite floor where I was on my hands and knees and that's pretty much where I did the rest of the laboring um process there mm-hmm. um and then did the transition sorry did you have a birth pool no oh. so I because we didn't use one for lotus and I loved the shower mm-hmm. I never was like oh I'm just going to use the shower again. I just because yeah, it works. Yeah, it wasn't even something that I thought I wanted because I was like, I didn't experience it the first time. So I know I just like I know I can do it without it. And I was I loved being like with Lotus, I was standing giving birth. And then with Fox and I was on my hands and knees. So I was like, I just I think I love that feeling of like really being grounded. Mm-hmm. In that position. So I knew that's probably how I would birth again. So I was like, oh. I'm just not going to do the bath. <laughs> yeah. One thing on the list for Danny. <laughs> I know. One thing on the Eat lunch. <laughs> I know. Because when they give you that list for a home birth, you're like, whoa, i got to get all this stuff. <laughs> exactly. I know. And it takes time to set up the pool. Like it's, yeah, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. So, mm. And with Lotus, we ran the bath because we had quite a big bath. And because also hers was so quick, I never even hopped in there. So that's why I was kind of like, oh, I don't think I'll need it. So, yeah, it wasn't something that was that we even had. Okay. Yeah. And then so when did transitions start? Was that around the time that everyone had arrived? Yeah. So everyone <laughs> had arrived. Um, and then I was out of the shower mm-hmm. and... In my birth plan, we had talked to Tracy about really slowing down that stage after um, that, uh, just slowing down the pushing stage because with my first, I felt like I pushed, uh, I don't want to say pushed her out too fast, but I think that's really what I did. I was just like in a hurry to get her out. and I had a little tear with her, but nothing dramatic. And she was pretty small. Um, so, yeah, that was one thing that I just wanted to slow down and that we had talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think Tracy knew that I was in that transition stage and she came in and she said to me, you know, you just need to, tr- you just need to slow it down. And I remember turning to my head to her and I'm like, I'm trying. And I knew then I was like, oh yeah, this is it. This is the transition. <laughs> because 
she came in and I said to actually I said to her before that I was like oh I don't feel like I'm getting a break like my contractions were getting really close together mm-hmm. and that was when I said oh I don't feel like I'm getting a break and she's like okay well let's just slow it down like slow let's get your body flowing down and then that's when I said to her I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I just kind of reset and was like yeah I know that it's he's so close now and I felt after that I felt that real pressure of wanting to push so I was like okay cool I know now that he's he's pretty much right there amazing wow and so at this point you're on your hands and knees yeah so I was on my hands and knees and then Danny was behind and at that point he was doing a lot of that of that pressure on my like lower back yep in the contractions which which felt so good and then we just kept doing the cold flannel on and off mm-hmm. and then um so this time I just really slowed down that that pushing or um breathing him out and to begin with like the first contraction his head came to here and then the contraction stopped so he just sat there with his little head out and then um one of the girls was like oh he's like in between two worlds and he had so much black hair so everyone was like whoa he's got so much black hair where our daughter was bald so it was just this contrast of me being so alert in the middle of a t- contraction, like I just want to see him, but I also know I have to stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'm not pushing because I'm not in a contraction, so I'll just wait. But he's like sitting with his head out. And then the next contraction, he came to his neck, mm-hmm. and then there was a pause, and then the next contraction was his body. But like, yeah. Yeah. There was just a beautiful transition of him coming into the world compared to our first mm-hmm. like hers was still beautiful too but I just felt like I experienced it a lot more with him because I slowed that process down mm. and really just connected with my body a lot more yeah he was a lot he was a bigger baby um and I didn't tear at all with him so I feel like that made such a difference just mm-hmm. really listening to my body and slowing that down absolutely Wow. And um, where was Lotus at this point? Was she in the room or did you bring her in? Did someone bring no, her in? No. So, yeah. So she was out of the room. And then till then, um, Danny delivered him and then he passed him through up to me. And then he had quite a bit of mucus in his mouth. So I flipped him over, or Tracy said, flip him over, just get the mucus out. Um, mm-hmm. Like it wasn't stressful part or anything it was just like just flip him over I was just kind of like okay and do that and then he started to cry and then Mm. I kind of sat down and held him and then that's when um Danny's mum brought Lotus in to meet him which was really cute yeah (laughs) (laughs) although she had like no idea she just came in she was just like baby I was like yeah and then she She was was a baby herself (laughs) yeah she was and then she was just like I want to go back out and play now I was like okay bye (laughs) because to think because Zola's like almost 18 months and to think that I would be birthing a baby right now and she feels like 
such a baby. I can't even comprehend that. <laughs> to I be know, honest. isn't it? It is so weird, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah, I can't even comprehend. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. You had two babies right there. Like, how amazing. That's just so yeah. beautiful. And yeah, how did you feel in that moment? Like, was like the feeling similar to your first birth or was it different? Um, similar, but much more intense like mm -hmm. in a good way mm -hmm. I think because the first time I was in shock yeah that it happened so fast but yeah. also like amazed that I could free birth at home <laughs> for my first child I'm like oh god we just had a baby like what the hell <laughs> so the second time being more present and like connecting with him and my body and it was um not enjoyable but would be the word but like I felt like I experienced it more on a deeper level mm. and then once he was born I was kind of like yeah the high was crazy it was so good amazing wow and what time was he born he was born at 10 past four wow so, that's yeah. a fast birth jeez yeah so from okay. when my waters broke to him being born was two hours and 10 minutes <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow 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 that's just insane okay and how what was lotus's i can't remember what was her time she was about eight hours yeah i think okay about eight and a half. yeah yeah i'm interested to know like was that time difference um like yeah what's the body like do you feel it I don't know, is it more intense, like having a shorter birth, two-hour birth than an eight-hour birth or not really um, for you? Uh, it was probably about the same. There was an oh. hour of real intensity. Okay. And in both of the births. Yeah. Um, and then that was like just before the transition stage and <laughs> then and then not long after that, they were both born. So, yeah, it was probably, uh, yeah, I reckon it was the same. And because I had no idea what the time was either. I was like, once he was born, I looked at the time. I was like, whoa. <laughs> this would have probably felt like a five-minute birth to you because I know birth, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it just goes like this, even if it's 48 hours. But, like, yeah. just to have a two-hour birth, that would feel like five minutes. Like, I can't even I know. And I remember, like, there was a group of friends that were in a group chat and I sent them my contraction app and I was like oh I think I'm in labor my contractions were like whatever three every 10 minutes and then I said oh my water's just broke and then they're like oh yeah how are you feeling yeah I'm feeling all right blah, blah. and then like two hours later here's a baby wow <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> wow god you have the best first like super quick <laughs> amazing luckily everyone got there in time to like capture all these moments because your photos are just so beautiful and um the video that oh god sorry that was my um the video that Beck made is just absolutely stunning I can't wait to show everyone that um but yeah like luckily everyone was there for the super fast birth <laughs> I know and I think because we were prepared that it would be a fast-ish birth mm -hmm. so I had told the girls and yeah I told the girls like 
if you can make it, you can make it. If you can't, you can't. But okay. I think it's going to be quick. So yeah. as soon as I know something, then I'll let you know. Okay. Um, so, and they were great. Like they knew that as well. So yeah, as soon as I said my waters are broken, they dropped everything and they're like, right, we're coming. We're on our way. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And I'm interested to know, like, because obviously you meditated every day, as you told us, like what you pictured was that what you got for your birth or was it even more like, can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, I think what I pictured was definitely what I got. Mm-hmm. And then, but the feeling that I got afterwards was way more than I could have Imagine. like envisioned. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So beautiful. And talk us through like the initial after stage because there's beautiful photos of you doing cord burning can you talk us through that yeah so we didn't do that with our first I hadn't really heard of it so I don't know we just well actually we couldn't have done it with our first because our cord snapped (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we didn't have that option at all um but for our second yeah, we really wanted to do the burning. Um, so we got everything prepared for that. We got the the candles and um, something to melt it on. And I did the little tray so that the heat wouldn't get to her, uh, him, sorry. And so I think it was probably an hour later. Oh, wow. Nah, nah probably two hours <laughs> later that we burnt the cord. Oh, you you mean you waited until yeah we waited yeah. So it, yeah. it took about it took about an hour for my placenta to come out. Was that natural? Then, like yeah, it was okay. natural. Um, I was laying on the bed for probably a good forty five minutes, and then um, Tracy said, "Let's get you up because the placenta's not coming out with you laying down here, and we'll sit you on the toilet and we'll see if." see if it'll come out naturally like that mm-hmm. but I was also holding him still and I was trying to sit on the toilet and I just could not relax because I was like trying to latch him on and sit on the toilet and then Tracy's like oh I don't know why like I'm not sure why the placenta's not coming out and I was like to her, I'm not relaxed like I'm trying to squat over the toilet and hold the baby and, and like, the placenta, and <laughs> and the placenta. <laughs> like my whole body's just like tensing up and then she's like just sit on the toilet you don't have to latch him on just relax I was like oh, okay so I sit here and I just hold him and as soon as I did that it was like blop came out it was just my body was just too wow stressed. not stressed but it was just like holding on to it because I was trying to do too many other things yeah. at once mm-hmm. as soon as I relaxed yeah um the placenta came out and so that was fantastic that was easy and then we moved back onto the bed and then yeah that's when we started to do the cord burning um with the candles but I didn't realize that it took so long Mm, it does it's like come on (laughs) and it's kind of stinky as well and yeah and so after about 10 minutes and the cord was only about a quarter of the way burnt I said to Danny um is there any other way that we can make this faster and Tracy said yeah sometimes people get you know like the lighters that you um light your gas burner with or the or your barbecue Mm -hmm. you know the ones that you like click oh and he's like i've got one of those so he went out to the kitchen and he brought back this bloody 
flamethrower thing. I think I sent you one of the photos of it because it's so funny. It's like, we're so beautiful and relaxing at the start, but then yeah. I got to the point where I was like, okay, let's just get this done because exactly. I want to move out of this position and I want to latch and I want to do other things. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. We laughed at that. We were like, just burn it straight off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made a huge difference in the way that his umbilical cord healed. It does. Eh? It's amazing. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, like yeah. so different. I and it just naturally just comes off after a couple few days or whatever. It's just insane. Yeah, I, we were the same. I think it. It was three days it fell off. Mm. And with Lotus, hers was still on maybe a week later. Yeah. Like still still a bit squishy and like not so yeah. nice. Yeah, I know. But yeah, dried up so fast and no hassle yeah. with anything. Yeah. So yeah, that's something I would definitely recommend mm. to do if you can. Obviously, you can't do that in the hospitals here. Um, but if you're at home and it's something that you're thinking of doing, definitely look into it because yeah, it was great cleanliness-wise um, mm. afterwards. Amazing. And how long did everyone, um, yeah, what did you do after? How long did everyone stay for? What was, um, yeah. What yeah, was so we, so they stayed for probably maybe in two hours, I reckon. Oh, that's a great so, job yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So they got, he was born at four and everyone was gone by like quarter past six. That's so amazing. God. <laughs> and then it was so, it was just like the timing was divine timing because we had him and then I gave him a really good feed. He had skin on skin. And then I gave him to Danny and then I just went and um, gave Lotus her dinner and we just did wow. like our normal routine she had a bath with me like we bathed and did books and then she came into the room with him we did some more books and then Danny went and put her to bed and it was like her normal routine nothing had changed <laughs> apart from that there was a little baby there I she went to bed that. and Danny and I sat there like oh I just had a baby yeah <laughs> I love it Have more <laughs> <laughs> no, <we're done>. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny I love it and um yeah you said that Danny's mum was there for that initial time did she leave or did she stick around for a bit yeah so she stayed oh she left she left about the same time as everybody else wow. um so then wow. we just had Lotus because uh, we didn't really want to put her out of her routine or yeah you know make her feel more out of place than with the new baby mm-hmm. so yeah Danny's mum left then as well so yeah it was just the four of us then and, amazing oh it was so relaxing it was just so oh. beautiful to be in our own house could hop in the shower all my clothes were there I was just like could go to the fridge and eat what I wanted and Mm. Yeah, it was just such a beautiful relaxing post-birth experience beautiful. which is yeah something that you don't experience if you birth in the hospital mm-hmm. and what was your first um meal that you had oh I can't remember because <laughs> obviously you would have probably had dinner 
Yeah, we had dinner. I can't remember what we had. I know I drank broth, a lot of bone broth. Yeah. <laughs> All the broth. Um, so that was probably the first thing that I had um, liquid wise. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what we had. Mm-hmm. It feels like so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> in the fridge. Bring but... something nutritious because I know you yeah, like you have the been. amazing food. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that postpartum period, like how was it? Did Daddy Danny have some time off? Like, did you get help from your mother-in-law? Like, what was it like in the first four weeks? Yeah, so Danny took. He took a little bit of time off, but not a lot, probably like, oh, no, he did. Yeah, he took two weeks off, actually, oh, yeah. which was fantastic. Yeah, it was so nice. And then he went back after two weeks, and then we had some help from his parents mm-hmm. and his sister. And then I had a really good friend who has got a son the same age as Lotus, and then once a week in the afternoon she would pick her up after she'd had her nap take her back to her place and they would have the afternoon together and then do dinner get them in like put them in their jammies and then drop her back home I was like, and it was just amazing because she didn't go go to daycare yeah we never had like I didn't have much one-on-one time with Foxton mm-hmm. but just even having that one afternoon a week to be like mm-hmm. oh I don't have to do anything I can just hold you this whole time and not feel like I have to do anything Amazing. Um, so yeah I treasure the friendships that are like that in those kind of times mm. um, yeah it's time that you'll never get back Absolutely. as a mum yeah you win all of your family uh, in New Zealand in a different yeah. country <laughs> I know yeah yeah, yeah. mum came over mum came over when he was eight weeks old oh good yeah, which was fantastic too, because I was kind of like two months into that sleep regression. Hang on, and um, what what month was this when she came over? It was April. It was June, April, May, June, end of or maybe started July. Because not long after that, because my mum booked a ticket to come for my birth in August, they shut the borders. So was it around the time? Yeah, she was so lucky. She got, you know how they open the bubble and then they close the bubble? She came in there. As soon as they opened, she booked for like the next day or the day after. Amazing. And I didn't I didn't know she was coming. She just turned up on the doorstep and I was like, oh, you're saving me. <laughs> and how long yeah, did she stay for? She was there two weeks. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That would have been the best gift ever and best surprise. Well, it was, yeah. And it was like, Really good timing too, because you know mm-hmm. you're on that high. You have Danny home for two weeks, and then you're yeah. still on kind of that high of getting the routine in place and seeing, you know, getting the baby into a kind of some kind of routine or getting to know the baby. And then, yeah, two months in, you're kind of like at that point where, whoa, I'm so tired. <laughs> Adrenaline's worn off, and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I love being a mum, but holy crap. <laughs> Um, somebody save me exactly <laughs> amazing and your mum's such a hands-on like she's so motherly and maternal so that would have been so beautiful just to have her there looking after you know you as well not just your babies but you as well yeah. her own daughter she just do she just does everything she'll do the laundry she'll cook for me she'll just yeah it's like being mothered again <laughs> it's yeah. so good <laughs> so beautiful 
And um, yeah, during that first year, did you find any challenges um, as a mum of two with, you know, two babies, basically? Yeah, I think, well, the first year was definitely the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, with Lotus being so young, she just didn't understand like how rough she could actually be with a baby Mm -hmm. and she also was a runner so like I had to be really careful where we went because she Mm -hmm. would just run off or if we were at home I couldn't leave the room and have them in the same room together because even to go to the toilet she would either just do something that would harm him but she wouldn't necessarily mean to Mm -hmm. so kind of a lot of things that we used for her as a baby we couldn't use for him like the bouncer and um the activity gym that they lay underneath because she would just bounce him in the bouncer like flat out and she was at the age where she didn't understand that you were like okay do it gentle or she'd do it gentle for a little bit and then just go straight back to it yeah of course so as a mom my patience was tested so much in that first year to be like you're still my baby but I need you to be like a like she just didn't understand mm. um and people would say to me all the time does she love him I was like I really don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment it's just kind of like she's trying to kill him but <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as he started to walk that whole mm. dynamic changed and now they are just like thick as thieves they're just playing so much together they entertain each other. I can't imagine them. I can't imagine having them further apart because they are just, it's like having twins now because they just talk to each other. They play with the same toys. They do all the same things. And it kind of makes it easier in a way because mm-hmm. the age gap's not big enough that she's playing with toys that he can't play with or, you know, she wants to do things mentally that he doesn't understand. Like they're really just kind of nearly on that same playing field, Amazing. which is great. And like, oh, that year of challenging times has definitely paid off. Paid off. Yeah. Cause I yeah. hear that like it's actually good to like have a like good age gap like that or like a more further apart, like three plus years, because um, yeah, when they're babies, they don't really understand too much what's going on yeah. and then that larger one then they can help out in a way and they understand what you're saying um but like for myself I had mine like just over two years or two years so that was really hard that that gap was <laughs> probably that that yeah. gap's probably not ideal um but <laughs> <laughs> looking back but yeah but it yeah it, it is what it is but yeah so um that's yeah, what I'm doing anyway yeah, and I totally understand that because that age, that, you know, like 18, more, well, you know, like 22 months to two and a half years, mm. they're learning to to talk and they're learning to, like, deal with their emotions mm-hmm. and then put a baby on top of that exactly. and their mum being with the baby. It's just, yeah, you can see why. Mm-hmm. that it is such a hard age where because she was so young she wasn't jealous at all she didn't um, she actually didn't understand jealousy yeah um so there were things that were so good in that regards that she was so young but then there were also some things that were like super hard at the start mm-hmm. but definitely pay off have paid off now for us 
a hundred percent yeah like that first year is initially super hard but then it gets like better because they're basically twins as you said yeah (laughs) it's amazing and can you describe his personality is he quite different from his sister or yeah so he's a lot different to her way more cuddly um Mm -hmm. he's not a mummy's boy at all they're both now they're both all dad um and yeah placid a lot more placid um definitely like not a runner stay close um much better sleeper Mm -hmm. and yeah he he comprehends things a lot earlier than she did but I don't know if that's just because he's a second child and that he's like sponging off her Mm -hmm. um so yeah I feel like developmentally he's ahead of what she was at that age because he's yeah learning everything from her and I because I treat them the same yeah I'm just like you use you know Lotus you have to use your manners Boxton you use your manners like everything's the same and even now like he's toilet trained the same thing like everything yeah that I just he's easier than that already toilet trained himself amazing how old was he day and night it's so good for you you don't have to worry about nothing so good he's not too he's not too till the middle of april amazing and when did he do this was this recent yeah it was three weeks ago he started amazing yeah and now we're on we're just over a week of night nap uh, like wearing undies to bed i know go fox (laughs) everybody's child can you please be like that because it's just so much easier for a (laughs) mum. exactly and are you glad like i'm not saying like you know i don't want to um categorize them but like are you kind of glad you got the easier one second because you're that one child yeah a hundred percent because I don't know if I appreciate it more because Mm -hmm. I'm like oh he's so easy and I'm really grateful that he's easy Mm -hmm. um and then having the challenging one first I grew so much from having her that when I had the second one and he was much easier yeah I just feel like I was a lot more grateful in the fact that he was Mm -hmm. and yeah made that transition a lot easier having Mm -hmm it that way round yeah for sure yeah beautiful nice and um yeah I want to wrap up soon but yeah do you have any um any wisdom you want to share to mamas out there that might be thinking about birthing at home or you know doing something similar to you having children very similar like you know (laughs) 18 months apart or anything like that what what do you have to say yeah, any passion? Um, uh, my, one of my biggest um, things would be the hypnobirthing course mm-hmm. was life-changing for both Danny and I. Like, he got so much out of it mm-hmm. and it connected us as a couple. Like, we weren't together very long before we got pregnant. So we were only together three months and then we got pregnant. And then doing the hypnobirthing course really just brought us onto the same page of what we wanted for the birth 
mm-hmm. and what we wanted for our baby and what I wanted for my body. Um, and I know that it's, it's an outlay of an expense, but I never have regretted spending that money doing it. Mm-hmm. So as a first time mum or second time mum or whatever mum, if it's something that you're thinking about doing, I would mm-hmm. highly, highly recommend doing that with your partner to prepare for birth Mm -hmm. and then I feel like that just opens up a lot of conversation and a lot of different options on like where you want to birth and how you want to birth and um because home birthing obviously isn't for everybody but you can still have such a beautiful hospital birth too as long as you go in informed and you go in with a birth plan Mm -hmm. and you surround yourself with the right people that are going to support you in that role so that's probably my biggest advocate or like what we gained from it was huge and it's something that I tell everyone that tells me they're pregnant I'm like you should do this (laughs) (laughs) but Danny's also the same like any male that tells him that uh, him and his partner are pregnant he's like you need to do him no birthing (laughs) affiliate marketing please come on <laughs> come on have no birthing instructors on there. <laughs> making you money <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> bloody hell <laughs> so that would be yeah that would probably be just my biggest thing and then just yeah. really trust your intuition mm-hmm. like you have to inform yourself and prepare yourself for the birth that you want you just don't like going in blind is Mm. the worst worst thing to do yeah for sure I love that amazing amazing thank you so much for sharing your amazing story first time I have heard about this birth Uh, (laughs) is this the first time you've actually shared it like on a podcast yes it's so it just like brings back all those emotions and um the high of what it felt like Uh giving birth talking about it again yeah Yeah. and you're just the ultimate poster girl for like (laughs) home birth hypno birth -birth, everything (laughs) mother like being a mom like it's just amazing and really inspiring um so yeah thank you so much for coming on I've loved chatting to you and um yeah do you have like you said you don't want any more babies is is this just for now or is this like yeah no we're definitely done Danny's already had the snip so that's it we're out we're not afraid to say it I was like we are done that's it yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) with two surprise pregnancies we're like "Mm -mm, they're not risking it again exactly (laughs) I just love how you've um met your soulmate kind of in that process like you met your soulmate had two babies two dogs like how cool is that like amazing you just manifested all this beautiful stuff so good on you thank you (laughs) (laughs) and um for those listening where can we find you what's your instagram handle um like obviously you're so big on health and fitness which is awesome for those mums that might want to get back in shape where can we find you yeah so i actually have just started a new page which would be cool if i can get followers on there which is um under choose.u.everyday um and at the moment i'm just posting all things health and fitness 
Um, so if you want to follow me along on there, that would be great. There's heaps of stuff mm. about meditation, breath work, just what I do every day in life that made me a better mum. Mm-hmm. being thrown in the deep end I had to learn as well so I just want to share what works with me um, recipes how my kids are how I'm dealing with them every day so yeah that's where you can find me if you want to follow me there that'd be cool love that all raw motherhood <laughs> yeah yeah so true it's not all glitz and glamour exactly I agree I agree I love that thanks so much Paula thanks for the chat and much love to you from Mexico yeah awesome so good to see you again yeah you too bye for now bye.